Corey, and I'm here with our general manager, Ray, and we're talking about the Day of Atonement. This is something that starts tonight, so you still have time to Yes, fast, you do. To pray and fast. It is a little hard because if you haven't prepared, you may not be able to get off work, and that's the more significant part because there's no work, no nothing, fasting and absolute stopping because, of course, you're representing what Jesus did for you. He did everything. You don't have to lift a finger of your salvation. In fact, mm-hmm. if you try to lift a finger, you've messed it up. So it's really, really, really important. I look forward to it. Of course, I, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast, the last the last meal you have tonight, <laughs> and then the first meal you have afterwards. And actually, Mom made some amazing soup, so <laughs> I could smell it in the house last night. So I'm uh, that's going to be the after uh, yeah. meal. I guess it'll be the before meal and the after meal, so I'll have something to look forward to. Yeah. So how and why do Christians celebrate the Day of Atonement? That's a big question. We said for the Jews, they're unfortunately trying to atone for their own sins thereby having being sorry enough, which of course will not work. And they desperately need Yeshua. They need to find their Savior. You know, millions of Jews are finding Jesus every single year, and that's really, really exciting. And that's kind of the point of what we do is, is like like everyone, our calling is to Gentile and to Jew alike, that mm-hmm. they might come to know Yeshua, that they might fall in love with Yehovah from the right perspective, not just from tradition. Well, the Day of Atonement is what we call the End Times Judgment Day. As Christians, that's what you know is Judgment Day. It's the Day of Atonement. One day, we'll all stand before God, and he will ask, Did you do justly? Did you love mercy? And did you walk humbly with me? Well, there's one more question that's infinitely more important, because the life and death of each of us hang on it. That question is, do I know you, and do you know me? Everyone, Jew and Gentile, need Yeshua, Jesus, if they're to know peace at the final judgment. We can't become right with God, that is, righteous with God, from what we do, or even obedience to the law. Righteousness comes by faith, trusting in Jesus, Yeshua, to be in charge or resting in confidence. The resting is encountering Christ intimately, becoming one with him and his will. Again, atonement is at one minute, right? Mm -hmm. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, Don't let any man judge you in respect to holy days, new moons, Sabbath days, which are all a shadow of things to come, for the substance is of Christ. In other words, the Sabbath days were just a shadow of things to come. It's not like we don't observe the Sabbath or we don't observe all these things. It's just... We don't get. We don't want to be distracted by the shadow and miss the substance. Substance creates a shadow. You see, the substance that's creating the shadows of these feasts is Jesus. Sabbath days were all looking forward to Jesus, who would bring rest. When we take the day off from our labor, we're providing a testimony for God, ourselves, and everyone else that we completely rely on God for every breath and eternity. It's a jubilee year in Israel. Those who are let, letting their their land lay and not working their land are being a testimony to everyone else. It's the jubilee. It's God's command. Mm-hmm. This is a sign and a testimony. Rosh Hashanah was the creation of man. That was 10 days ago. 10 days later, Yom Kippur was probably the fall of man. As I said, can't prove that, but believe that. This was the day that Adam missed his appointment with God to walk in the cool of the day. This was the day God killed animals to make skins for Adam and Eve. Why do we fast? Well, because we've learned from the failure of Adam and Eve, we're choosing not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
as we return to the garden spiritually to start anew our walk with God. So two things are required, as I mentioned, rest and fasting. Resting represents death. So we wear white to represent death. In, in Israel, Jewish clothes, are burial clothes, are white. Arev, the, uh, Arev, the evening of Yom Kippur, which is tonight, Arev Yom Kippur, is the only night of the entire Jewish calendar when a talit, the prayer shawl, is worn in the evening. The Jews wear white to live all day as if they were dead. So that's the fasting part of it. You don't eat when you're dead. It's humbling yourself before God and a reminder that you are mortal. Burial clothes have no pockets because no possessions can be taken. Only the word and good works. One of the fringes, the zitzitz, is cut off because it represents the law. The dead are no longer under the law. Yom Kippur is the only holiday that fasting is explicitly commanded by the Lord. Leviticus 16, it is a Sabbath of solemn rest for you. You shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. Afflict doesn't mean to punish yourself, but to humble yourself. And once again, just for those of you who are considering and pondering through the whole process, uh, the Yom Kippur fast is never allowed to jeopardize your health. Those too ill to fast or to fast fully are prohibited from doing so. If you need to make medication, you're allowed to do that. Obviously, pregnant women and women who've just given birth are obviously encouraged to be careful because it is a full fast. It's not a Daniel fast or anything else. It is a full fast. You don't eat and you limit even your water intake a little bit. The Jews go a bit further. They abstain from food and drink. They don't bathe or anoint their bodies. They don't wear leather shoes and abstain from marital relations. Traditionally, they have a big meal on the eve of uh, Yom Kippur tonight, Erev, and then one following Yom Kippur tomorrow night, and you wish everyone a zamkal, an easy fast, <laughs> which I would like. Sometimes fasting is hard. Sometimes it's easy. Easy ones are better. Now, sadly for the Jews, it's not a day of rest, but of even more religious service. In fact, this is the real tragedy here, and, and we as Christians can fall into it too, is we become religious in our attempt to not become religious. Most of Yom Kippur is spent at the synagogue praying and listening to chants. Yom Kippur is the only Jewish holiday that requires five separate services for the observant Jew to attend. They believe it's your last chance to change the judgment of God and to demonstrate your repentance and make amends. I mean, you couldn't miss the Day of Atonement more than doing that. That's actually the exact opposite of what he told them to do on Yom Kippur. Fast, rest. Instead, they're crying out, look at my righteousness, look at my righteousness. It's, mm. it's just very sad. Isaiah 58 describes what God calls fasting on a holy day. Turn away your foot from doing your pleasure on my holy day, so there's no pleasure. Call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable. Honor him by not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. That's a holy day. Isaiah 58 also describes what God calls fasting on an ordinary day. Is this not the fast I've chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry, to bring to your house the poor who cast out when you see the naked, to cover them, to not hide yourself from your own flesh? Now, Jesus said he came not to do his own will, but to do the will of the Father. He fasted from his glory in heaven to come to serve and not be served. And this is our example to us. We fast. We deny ourselves so we can grow in the desire to serve others. Now, this particular holy day, I just want to show you once again, 
It's not the same. Isaiah 58 tells you what to do on a normal day and what to do on a holy day. And the way of your fasting is actually stopping everything. So just an, again, Isaiah 58 gives you a wonderful breakdown of that as, of that as well. I think it's for Jew and Gentile, but especially for Christians.